Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for showing up uh, for our third webinar uh, centered on love and everything about love. How do you find it? How do you best present yourself? How do you handle a variety of situations? Everything you could possibly imagine about dating and love with our expert and CEO of the Black Tie Club, Ms. Cheryl, Mrs. Cheryl Maida, who uh, waved Cheryl. Thanks so much. And so uh, we'll we'll kick it off to Cheryl in a moment, but just a few um, uh, comments, if you will, for the very beginning. First and foremost, uh, we, we just want to thank our sponsors, Single Swag and Paradise Delivered. And two attendees of today's live webinar will, at the very end, will um, uh, randomly receive one of their single swag boxes, which I happen to have in our office. And I took a peek at them, and they are pretty cool. So I uh, have a, lots of uh, uh, great goodies geared towards um a female oriented audience so uh congrats to whoever will win them at the very end and then let me just pop over for a moment and go through our agenda and then i'll kick it off to uh share also whoops my apologies of course it was the one thing i did not have there we go um <laughs> sorry so uh Cheryl's going to go through a variety of topics, and then we're going to uh, actually have a um, uh, try a couple of new things in today's webinar as well. So first and foremost, Cheryl's going to go through first date etiquette. And uh, secondarily, we've put together a montage of some um, what we thought were pretty clever profiles, and, and we're going to show them to everyone. And Cheryl's going to make some comments. I might comment on them as well, and uh, perhaps some of our matchmakers will. Um, then Cheryl has a segment on what men and women are really looking for. So looking forward to hearing more about that. Then we'll move on to secrets that you need to know about the other gender when it comes to dating. And then we're actually going to interview two of our matchmakers, Ms. Sherry Liefert, who is our, our head of matchmaking. And hey, Sherry, how are you? And Allison Davis, who also is one of our matchmakers, and we'll ask them a series of questions. And any of the attendees who uh, wants to ask any questions can is free to do so as well. Um, and then uh, we'll do a general q and I'll announce the winners of Swagbox, and then we'll close it all down. So we'll, our, our goal is to get all of that and more uh, squeezed down into the next 56 minutes. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce to you again our CEO and queen of all matchmaking and connecting, the, the queen of connecting and making people fall in love, Mrs. Cheryl Mayer. Cheryl? Hi, everyone. Hi, Joel. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Um, so happy you're here. So we're just going to get right into it because we always have so much to talk about and usually not enough time. Um, so the dating etiquette, which is really your first dates, do's and don'ts. Again, some of it you're going to say is generic. Of course, I know that, but you'd be amazed at how many people don't follow this. And it is so important. And the reason why I say this is because of the immense feedback the matchmakers and I get from everyone. So these are more so reminders and maybe some things that you don't even think about. Um, first and foremost, to always be there on time. If anything, I would say get there a little earlier, 10 to 15 minutes earlier. Allow yourself traffic time. Sometimes it's even parking issues. But when you show up to a date a little early or definitely on time, it shows your interest and your excitement and your want to be there. Um, be yourself. You only have one chance to make a first impression. Be yourself. Don't be the person that you think someone wants you to be. For an example, if you're a woman who doesn't like sports, don't start talking about all the sports you, that you like and you can't wait to go to a football game because then someone is falling for someone that is not true. So you want to always be yourself. Be in the moment. Eye contact is huge. 
put your phones away. Of course, if you have children or for any emergency reasons, you could keep your phone on, put it in your bag, put it face down. Um, when you start looking at your phone, it just is major distraction and it almost looks like you are not interested in the person sitting across from you. Ask questions. That's always huge. And I always try to explain to my clients, it's not an interview, but asking questions because you want to learn about the other person. Allow them to answer. You do want it to go back and forth. So it is so important to be a good listener. Listen to the answers. Follow up with a question. And I'm telling you, the conversation will flow. So many of my women will always tell me, I love that he asked about what I did. I love that he asked about my children. Um, Cheryl, stop right there for a moment. So what are some appropriate conversation topics to initiate on a first date? So I always love when people ask others what they do for a living, because I think it's always important. And it also says something about yourself, what you do for a living. What are the person's everyday routines? So ask them what they do. If you don't understand what they do, ask them to explain what they do. And again, that shows further interest. If they have kids, everyone loves talking about their own children. Talk about your kids, their ages, what, um, you know, where they go to school, if they're in college, et cetera. A big great um, topic to talk about also is interests and hobbies. And this always gives people, both men and women, a wonderful idea as to what to do on a second date if there is one. But then there are, of course, topics that I would try to tell you to shy away from. For an example, do not talk about exes on a first date. If you are going to proceed with this person and have a relationship, you'll have more than enough time to do that. Um, do not talk about politics on a first date. Usually religion, we try to stay away from a first date. And one of the most important things, which I know is a curiosity of everyone, if you know the person you're with sitting in front of is divorced, don't ask why they got divorced. Usually it's a very personal answer. Most likely you're not going to find out the whole truth on the first date. So there is some topics that I would wait to establish a relationship with the person before you ask about that. Um, so other things to keep in mind, you can flirt, be cute, be sarcastic. Everyone loves to laugh on a first date. So I always say that the happier you are, smile a lot, make a joke or two. Everyone loves that. Um, compliment each other. And this doesn't go just to the women. This goes for the men too. Men love compliments just as much as women do. Telling someone how nice they look without just saying, oh, you look so great. Talk about something like, wow, that blue dress looks beautiful. Like your eyes look so great with that. Or um, your hair looks so great. I happen to love long hair, et cetera, et cetera. That, you know, really, really holds something to the person. And people always remember that because, you know, the famous saying, people always remember the way you make them feel, not necessarily what you said, but the way that you make them feel. Um, at the end of a date, when you get a check, Again, this I'm very old fashioned with this. Um, hopefully the man will always pay. But I very much love when a woman offers um, to share, for an example, what can I give you towards this or may I leave a tip? 99.9999% of the time, the man will always pay, which again, I'm very old fashioned with and I think they should. Um, if you go to a valet, definitely offering to pay for the women's valet is a class act. Do you have to? Of course not. But again, I'm going with feedback that I get 
women will tell me, oh, he offered to pay for my ballet. That was so kind. That was so generous. So I'm letting men know that is a wonderful thing to do. Um, also, if no one balleted, walking a woman to her car, regardless if there is going to be a second date, letting her know you had a wonderful time, vice versa, making sure she gets in her car safely. Usually these dates are in the evening. So I always love that. Um, and limit your alcohol. I know a lot of times on first dates, we like to have a glass of wine, maybe two, just to calm our nerves. Remember, you don't want to start saying something that might not be appropriate. You want to try to be as much as normal, quote unquote, as you normally are without the alcohol. So try to limit that to one drink, two tops, but my suggestion is always one. Um, and a lot of times I always have people on a first date talk about a relationship they want to be in. Like they express, I can't wait to get married. I definitely want to have a serious relationship. I've been single way too long. Ease up that conversation. You don't want to come across desperate and too eager. So that is something that I do get feedback with. So that is a suggestion on both parties. And um, do not talk about medical issues. Again, something that if you do get to know the person, you can share later on. And I always say, be the date that you want to have. Again, eye contact, smiling, be in a good mood, even if you had a hard day at work that day, be happy and be present. Show the other person that you are happy to be there. And I'm telling you, it will be a very successful first date. And my last little thing is usually for the men. I love when people do express that they had a great time on the date. My suggestion is do not ask a woman out for a second date on the first date. A lot of times if the date is going great, I know you feel very confident the woman is going to say yes, but you have no idea how many times the matchmakers and I hear from a woman, you know, I went home and I thought about it. He was wonderful, but I don't think he's for me. And I already said yes. I didn't know what to say. I felt so funny. So my suggestion is when you end the date, let them know what a wonderful time you have, you had, and you hope to do it again. That is a wonderful way to express it without literally asking them out again and putting anyone on the spot. Um, so those Let are me ask you this, Cheryl, along the yeah. same lines. Let's say, you know, you go out on a date or someone, sorry, one person goes out on a date with any other. Um, and they didn't, they're just not interested in pursuing a second one. How do they gracefully tell that other party at the end of the night? You know what's interesting? So it really all depends. So for an example, with the Black Tie Club, if a matchmaker sets you up, the huge advantage is the matchmaker gives the feedback. You can allow us to do that. And that is a huge advantage. I've had clients say to me, I would hire you just to do that on any date for me. But if you are on a date on your own, um, my suggestion is, again, to always end a date gracefully and then maybe the following morning to throw out a text kindly, but by saying, for an example, John or Sherry, you know, it was so nice meeting you. I had a lovely time. Unfortunately, I didn't feel a love connection, but I wish you nothing but the best in the future. And let them know kindly in a text. It's very awkward and hard sometimes in front of someone to tell them you don't wish to see them again. So that is my suggestion to end it gracefully for both parties. What about um this one? Because I've done this myself, but uh, you know, I have to be honest with you. It kind of feels awkward when I tell you what I'm, what it is because um, you're the only person there who's who's doing it so um should you bring a gift or flowers on a first date and if so like what's suitable because you know i've like walked into trattoria romano with a bouquet of flowers on a date 
And nobody else has that. Right. So uh everybody in the entire restaurant knows that we're out on a first date and you know it's almost like a beacon. And so um, you know, I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on that? So I can't lie, I love that. Now, a bouquet of flowers, as you said, is a lot and it's eye catching. I've had a lot of clients bring one rose on a first date. I think that's classy, it's subtle, you could put the rose down, but I don't think there's one girl in the world who will say, oh God, a bouquet of flowers is too much. Usually it's nothing but such a warm gesture. Um, it is it is thoughtful. So in, if you ask me, the one rose or you know two roses is perfect, but if you have a small bouquet that you wanted to bring, hey, I mean, you know, get, no one turns down a gift. <laughs> What's something that that's not flowers that, you know, not going overboard by any means, but at the same time, a nice expression? You know, a lot of times, you know, the old fashioned chocolates. I mean, if you really wish to bring something. Now, some people have conversations before the date. So let's say you had a conversation with someone and you knew there was something that you both liked or you knew right. something like a little token of something nothing too much you don't want to come across too much like right. you're paying hard showing that yeah a little token of something again can never hurt and it's very thoughtful um very insightful i actually want to ask sherry liefert uh, our head of matchmaking who not only is our head of matchmaking hopefully sherry you can hear me um uh but also has a in a uh, alter ego career in the fashion world so um sherry i'm just curious from your perspective since you're advising both our male and female clients uh on a daily basis as head of matchmaking um how do you advise people to date i'm sorry to apologize to dress on the first date you know i i, I always i always go by classic is always you know i would say the number one thing to think about when they're going on a date you want to always be presentable you always want to look presentable and you want to have a little class to you so of course a little sexiness for a woman is always a really nice thing but we don't want to be too revealing and put ourselves in a situation where at a restaurant where you know we're showing too many things that shouldn't be sh shown at that at that time so it's just being appropriate so a little black dress for a woman is always nice you know a little um a sweater if if needed if it shall get cold a nice pair of wonderful like pumped shoes which is always nice you know to show off the legs if they prefer not to wear a dress you know jeans and a really beautiful blouse is always perfect and elegant um always make sure that you're neat and you look very tidy and your hair is done your makeup is done your nails and you look like you're ready for the for the gentlemen i always say the same to be Pretty much either a pair of slacks and a blouse or something with a collar always is appropriate. Again, always wearing shoes. Today, sneakers are very popular. If you have one of the fashionable or, you know, pretty uh, trendy the shoes, always a nice are okay. thing. You're talking about like the, uh, I think it's ON brand, like the walk. You know, it's just, it's just, it's really more of today a sneaker or a high top sneaker you could get away with. People even wear them, you know, to weddings. But I would just say, make sure it's classic and it's clean. It's not your sneaker that you're wearing to run a, a marathon or to work out in. So. But like, I, I'm just curious what you would say to a guy like myself who is a blue jeans. And um, in fact, what you see me wearing right now is exactly what I wear every day um, all the time, which uh, Lululemon uh, ABC long sleeve, <laughs> you know, is, uh, but the, my point, I'm sorry, the question and my point is, is that that's me. That's who I really am. So, you know, should I actually dress up and misrepresent myself as in terms of what I would normally ordinarily wear? 
or come as I really am. And, you know, if the person, I think that you should always be who you are and, you know, that's always something that's important. However, you know, knowing that you're going to go to a restaurant, that's going to be a little bit more high end. Maybe you'll just change that Lululemon shirt to having a Lululemon shirt with a collar. You know, they make Mm -hmm. those now or something to be a little bit more, you know, professional or knowing that you're going out for a nice dinner. You definitely want to look the part that you're meeting for a date. You know, like Cheryl said, first impressions are always the most important thing. So you definitely want to look presentable. You just don't want to overdo it, which is always something that I would say, just being simple and classic and, and really just sophisticated is always a nice thing. Awesome. Well, Sherry, thanks so much. We look forward to hearing more from you and Allison later on in uh, today's webinar. Um, we're going to segue over, if that's okay with everyone, to our new segment where Cheryl and I, and you all are welcome to as well, <laughs> um, yes. look at some, uh, up, 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 don't keep your eyes closed. There we go. Whoops. Some, uh, what, we, what we find us are some clever dating profiles. So you guys see the screen? I apologize. Not yet. No, I apologize. And it's all about being clever in the profiles and eye-catching. So these are great. We just picked out four, and you guys are going to get a good laugh. Okay, so as you can see, clearly this man is in a wheelchair. But if you look what he wrote on the bottom, it says, I enjoy long walks on the beach, except I can't walk and the sand leap up my tires. Um, I thought that was adorable and it was clever and it was cute. And this is something that someone is obviously going to remember. Um, so we got, I thought that was great. I thought it was funny too, cause it's, you know, um, it's a guy making light of a, you know, obviously a challenging situation Exactly. and, um, you know, showing a kind of self-deprecating sense of humor that, um, you know, he's able to, to look at it on the bright side. Where's the next one? This one. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one is actually funny. Okay. If you're trying to figure out how to say my name, think Mike Tyson saying, kiss me. Her name is kept me. Um, again, knowing if anyone who knows Mike Tyson, obviously it's the way he talks and she's a beautiful girl, but I just thought again, original statement, a, you're never going to forget her username. Um, and it's going to make you want to read more about her. She has personality. She's making you laugh. I thought this was adorable. Absolutely adorable. I liked it too, because, uh, you know, we have a title, she beat me to it, but like, you know, it, it come. it also gives you like an, uh, an opener for the guy to be able to write her and, you know, something kind of funnier and clever and say, gosh, I was, I was wondering how to pronounce your name. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the next one. Okay. It's, is this the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this guy, I remember on top, right, the pros and cons, and this was adorable. Alex 24, he wrote pro, not afraid of spiders, con, afraid of moths, pro, can cook, con, we'll try to get you to do the dishes. Pro can probably out drink you, con, probably actually can't, but we'll try anyway. Pro, really cuddly. Con, lacks personal space when asleep. Pro, loves animals. Con, may steal your pets. Pro, has a good sense of humor. Con, none. I'm funny. Again, beyond clever. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. And he's young and he was just showing creativity. That's what I think with all of them. I'm pretty much saying the same thing about all of them. Uh, But I thought this was adorable. Absolutely adorable. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally agree, you know, uh, in a sea of people putting very little in a, in a world where most people put very little, you know, just having this the quick 15 second funny quirk probably does wonders for him. Yeah, and, and the response, right? 
It's Here's our last one for this week. Yes, and I love her. Okay, you ready? Her title is Um Okay. So this is what she writes, Emil. Amelie, I guess. Um, on our first date, I'll carve out our names in a tree. It's the most romantic way to let you know I have knives. Again, I think this shows a little bit of a personality. This shows a little bit of sarcasm. Definitely another side of her, a sexy side slash, you know, very straightforward. I thought this was hysterical. And I guarantee she gets a lot of hits, this girl. Me too. I agree with that. Um <laughs> Okay, so Cher, we are going to segue over. Sorry, one sec. I'm just reading my crib notes. Um, we would love to know what you say about what men and women are really looking for. Okay, so this kind of like we're combining here. So it's about men and women, and we're actually going into both of these topics. So it's kind of a few secrets about women that men need to know, and then going into a few secrets about men that women should know. So a few secrets about women. Um, and it's funny, the matchmakers and I were going over this together and we were all laughing because these are all true. We notice a few of them, just a few. We notice you noticing other women. Um, is that, you know, can you look at a woman? Of course you can, but when you're on a first date, any date for that matter, there's gonna be plenty of pretty people walking by. Try to focus on your date, focus on who you're with, unless if you're gonna point it out to your date, like, oh my God, look at that woman and look at those shoes she's wearing. Because when we see you looking at another woman, listen, it's going to hurt us. And we're going to obviously wanna look at what you're looking at. So to make the whole situation comfortable, try to keep focus on your date and not looking at what's behind your date or any other woman for that matter. Um, as confident as women are, we always have our insecurities. And that is so true. I know so many people that are extremely confident and could be ex extremely successful, have great figures, but at the end of the day, we all have our insecurities. So please understand that. And, um, and, and just remember that, that, you know, women aren't as cocky as you think. Um, a gift from the heart is most appreciated. This is really true. And I know some people can say not all women. Of course, this doesn't hold true for every woman. A small gesture, a token of affection, again, flowers, um, something that costs five or $10. You remember that she has a favorite candy bar and you brought it for her. That means so much more than you have any idea than these bigger gifts in the world. Um, so remember that, that sometimes something little and thoughtful, I promise you, goes such a long way. Those are the things that we tell our girlfriends and we never forget. Um, never stop wooing us. Um, sometimes my husband and I always talk about this and it's interesting. The way a man acts in the first month should always be the same way he acts in three months, six months, nine months, and years down the road. If anything, it should just grow. A lot of times women will complain that the first three to six months, he was so sweet, calling me all the time. We went out all the time, complimenting me. And then as they got to know each other and as the relationship progressed, everything kind of dwindled. And you hear that with married people as well. You should always be who you are and try to always upkeep that. Um, and this goes the same for women, but I'm talking about the other way right now, that women do love that. We love the flowers. Does that mean you need to bring flowers every Sunday? Of course not. But never forget the few things that you did in the beginning, the reason why you got her. You want to keep her. 
So do those kind, sweet things always. Um, we love men that are in touch with their feminine side. We do love when men cry at a movie. We do love when men cry over a sad commercial. We love the other side. It doesn't mean you're not manly or you don't have an edge. So don't be scared to show that side. Sometimes when we have an issue or problem, we are not looking for you to fix it. We just want you to listen and let us vent. I laugh about this all the time. And again, the girls and I talk about this. Sometimes women, in order to get things out, we just like to talk. We like to vent. It doesn't mean we necessarily are looking for your opinion. So sometimes we are not looking for you to then just listen to us, allow us to vent. What I always tell my husband sometimes is, I don't need your opinion with this one. I just want to share this with you. And he knows keep it shot. <laughs> so these are just a few little things for just reminders. Um, and then we have the little secrets about men that women need to know. Um, I know we have Joel in the audience. We have John and James. So hopefully, please add to this or tell me if this is true. Um, what men usually need in a relationship. And again, I was doing a lot of research with this. And I was asking a lot of my clients, um, freedom, and it doesn't mean freedom as if if they have a girlfriend or wife, they don't want to spend time with you. They don't like to be smothered. They don't like to be told what to do, who to spend their time with. They like an even balance. They love spending time with a new girlfriend, but they also like their alone time. So that's very important, and especially in the beginning, not to attach yourself to a man and consume his every moment. The second thing is not to mistake their kindness for weakness. A lot of men will always ask me, Cheryl, what does that mean, the guy with the edge? Like, I'm just a nice guy, and I feel like nice guys finish last. That is so not true. The nice guys are the ones that last in a relationship. The nice guys are the ones that we end up marrying. So please don't, we do not, you know, and women should never mistake that when a man is super kind, super thoughtful, super generous, it doesn't make him less of a man. It makes him a man that you're going to probably want to end up with because those guys with the edge, usually if you notice, they come and they go and they go through women like there's no tomorrow. So you do want to have, you know, your own personality and it's okay not to to, um, to be edgy, but to always be the kind person that you are. Um, a Oh, a man, this is funny. And this is actually true. A man's worst nightmare is when a woman puts them down or criticizes them. So in other words, and I love this example, if a woman comes home after a long day of work and a man and her boyfriend or husband, fiance, has dinner laid out on the table, which of course took time, was thoughtful, and all of a sudden you walk in and you're like, oh, but you notice the shoes that are not by the front door, or you notice that the laundry wasn't put away. Men don't wanna be criticized. They wanna be appreciated for the little things they do as well. So that's very important to keep in mind. Um, and some of the actions that really annoy men most that women tend to do, um, women that don't trust men, men like to be trusted. They do feel that if a woman has a girlfriend who was betrayed, or a, unfortunately, if a woman has a friend that got cheated on, that all of a sudden a woman thinks that all men cheat. That's not true. And it's not true at all. So please understand men are all individuals. Just because one does it does not that, that does not speak for all men. And men don't tend to like women with drama. Almost every client of mine says that. So a woman with no drama usually tends to meet a lot more men. So try to keep your drama at home, especially when you go out on a date. Um, and especially compliments. Sometimes I think men, 
women feel that men don't need the compliments like the women do. That's not true at all. Men love to hear that they look nice. They love to hear that that shirt and that makes their biceps look bigger. Um, so always compliment your, your date, whether you're dating, future. You always want to make someone feel good just like the way you want to as well. So those were just a few of the little secrets about men and women. Um, and of course, there's a whole laundry list, but just a few things that I think everyone should always keep in mind when dating. Um, and any questions or John, would you like to say anything? John, I think you're on mute. You are correct. I was, and then something was blocking the window. My apologies. Um, very informative. Thanks so much, Cheryl. I do have a couple questions and also want to invite anyone who is um, also attending to ask any questions now, or you're welcome to put them into the chat window and I'm happy to ask them on your behalf or, or Cheryl will see them. But my first thing that came to mind when I was listening to you um, and it's a kind of a two, two, two part question. So the first part is what is some key characteristics that women often seek in men? And, and you can, you know, uh, answer the vice versa. What do men seek in women as potential partners, you know, probably outside of look, let's say, you know, outside of, um, right. the obvious physical appearance slash looks. But then the second part of the question is, are there common like misconceptions that men or women think out, you know, that's out there about what men and women desire in a partner. So you mentioned yeah. earlier, um, nice guys, you know, you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a, not an urban legend, but you know, this belief out there, nice guys finish last, or, you know, women are only attracted to bad boys or, or what have, you know, like what, what other type, but yet you said, that's not true. You know, nice guys are the ones who, you know, make it the distance, right? That's what you just said a moment ago. So, you know, what other types of misconceptions are out there that people might be, you know, believing? Okay, so to answer your first question, so characteristics, aside from the obvious, um, women love follow up. Um, women love that, you know, if you go on a date and you had a great date to let them know the next day. Also, the form of communication is so important. Um, you know, you tend to really get to know someone from the beginning. So I think that's something that men need to express and vice versa. So women love if it's someone, you know, if a guy says to them, look, you know, I'm usually very busy, but my, my best time to talk is in the evening. So I'll always reach out to you in the evening. Women love when a man communicates that because then a woman is not looking at her phone all day, but knows, oh, after seven, I usually hear from him. So women love follow up. Um, women love honesty. Again, you know, there's a difference between being honest and airing all your dirty laundry. No one should be airing their dirty laundry, especially in the beginning, but being honest. For an example, yes, you know, I was married twice. Don't lie, you were married once. If you were married twice and the second time maybe was for two years express that that's okay um the relationships in your past you know why they ended again as you get to know your partner to explain why certain things ended but that you know is a matter over time um generosity of a man women tend to really love and again when i say that it doesn't mean buying jewelry for a woman but being generous taking them out to a restaurant again the little things, paying for the valet. I know as you start dating someone, sometimes men will even offer to pay for babysitters for a woman if they do have young kids. Generosity goes a very long way and thoughtfulness goes a very long way. Um, the second part of your question, John, 
And so some things that might be misconstrued with the other sex. Um, for an example, and I know I just kind of talked about this, but I know when a woman especially has a bad situation or if she was burnt before, she assumes that that's definitely going to happen again. I always tell everyone, you have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. What, what happened to you doesn't mean the next guy is going to do it with you. Um, putting up a wall, not, you know, I have to take this one extra slow. No, you don't. You have to give everyone a fair shot. Um, so don't think just because you had a bad experience or if a man had a bad experience with a woman, okay, all women are going to portray that. No, that's not true at all. Um, some other things also, I think that, you know, some women, you know, all women want to run and get married. That's not true at all. Do some women want to get married? Are some women who maybe have never been married before or maybe they've been single for a long time express they want to get married? Sure. But I know a lot of women that have been married that are looking for a solid relationship that in today's day and age, not everybody is looking to get married anymore. And that actually goes for kids as well. I am shocked at how many women in their 30s we have that aren't necessarily looking to have kids. So that's something that is very important to understand just because a woman is 32 doesn't have kids doesn't mean she wants it um another thing also i know a lot of men and women are looking for someone professional but you know let's say for a man they want to travel so many times today especially women work remote and they can travel they, so don't assume just because someone is working they can't work remote you know work anywhere um that's also very big so there's so many things i think today that is just so different than 20 years ago and especially with social media um you know just because you had one great date don't be upset if you know I, I hear this all the time like well i was on the black tie club we had a great date but then i saw his green light on and i guess he's looking at other people that's not true you know you have one great date i would love it if everyone just focused on that person but people you know you're not going to put all your eggs in that basket so it's okay you're dating and until you have that conversation that you're not dating anyone else it is fair game people are allowed to meet other people so don't look at it and he's not a good person because you see him still online that's not true has that happened often where a member has said to you they see the green light of, of a I tell why it is but i tell the women the same thing wait didn't you tell me yesterday you were just responding to someone so just because someone is online doesn't mean they're looking to go out with 100 people not at right, all right 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 yeah, it's funny. So that, that's, that's news to me um Be careful john <laughs> anyone anyone have a question from our audience Let me ask. Okay, no, no worries. Give me guys a chance. Um, moving over, like the secrets that you need to know about the other gender. Give me. What are some emotional needs that may differ between men and women? You know, it's interesting, and I think every man and women are different. Um, emotional needs. I think for a woman, we definitely want to know someone is listening. I know, and I'm just using for myself for an example. You know, you want to know someone is listening and. Cares. Um, I'm more about that than gifts. I, you know, I know people talk about love language. Um, so I'm more about that. I want to know someone like shows up when they need to. 
um, that means much more to me. So a lot of times um, it's verbal. Some women feel that they need to hear, I, you know, and again, we're talking about people that are dating already, you know, how much they like each other. They need to hear it verbally. Some people need more physical contact, um, you know, touchy-feely, holding hands. And this goes the same for men. You know, men are, again, once they're in a relationship, they need the same things. I just don't think they express it the same way. Men, at the end of the day, I think what both parties, what both genders both really do need is confirmation, you know, reaffirming that someone is very into you and likes you, even if you're with someone. Look, I've been with my husband now for, I don't know, eight years, something like that. Um, and we always tell each other we love, love each other, but we always show it also. And you always want to reaffirm to the other person how happy and lucky you are to have them. I think that's so important, no matter, again, if you're together one year, five years, 10 years, or 20. So letting someone know the way you feel, or if you're upset about something, that's super important. At the end of the day, it's communication. If you're upset about something, ignoring them for five days is not going to fix the issue. But talking about what you're upset about and trying to, you know, deal with it and come to a solution so then that problem is solved. It's when people don't express themselves and don't communicate that that pile, you know, adds up. And then unfortunately, sometimes relationships end over that. So I think that's super important. This, this, I think, falls under the, the topic of secrets you need to know about the other gender. So I was reading on a uh, online group and on Facebook yesterday the, the following question. I was curious how you would how you would answer it. So it was a woman who had posted into the group and she said, you know, what does it mean when I'm in a conversation with a guy? And it could be a, equally an inverse question. It's not um, gender specific, meaning it could be a guy asking the same thing. But what does it mean when I'm in a conversation with somebody online and they stop asking a questions, right? They answer something and then there's no further question. Does that mean that they're not interested in me? Should I call them out on it? You know, like, how do I interpret that? You know, it's so funny because we were going to talk about that also with the whole ghosting aspect. And I know someone would say, well, then they're ghosting you. Not necessarily. You know, this is what I've learned and I especially learned from my clients. Well, this is like, this might be before, you know, in, in the initial tech, I mean, if ghosting even in, is a, uh, if I always thought kind of ghosting was, you know, you go out with somebody and then you, you do not speak to them afterwards. This is even before you've even met well, someone. Before too. I guess it's the same thing. I mean, I guess. Yeah, point. people sometimes go back and forth for two weeks. This is one of the biggest complaints I hear, not from our site, but from other sites. Cheryl, I met this great girl on Bumble. We went back and forth for two weeks and bam, she just ghosted me out of nowhere. It disappeared. But to answer your question, John, I personally feel some people have more game than others. Some people are better at texting. Some people are better on the phone. This is right. one of the reasons why at the Black Tie Club, we actually set up the dates because I, for too long, for 10 years, we worked so hard, the matchmakers and I, with finding two people that are compatible, that want to meet, all of a sudden you exchange phone numbers and then something happens. You know, this person is not great on the phone. This per I've had people cancel dates because they don't like the other person's voice on their voicemail. And something I've told all of you here that what the straw that broke the camel's back was the fact that a year ago, I was really super excited for these two people to meet. The woman canceled the date the day before because she told me that all they do is text and that's fine. But he has never, the man never puts emojis after he texts. And therefore, she can't be with someone that doesn't show excitement when he texts and literally canceled the date. So that happened. So this is why here at the Black Tie Club, we like to set up the dates. But going back to what you said, meeting someone online, 
going back and forth. And if someone just doesn't ask a question, listen, if you're going back and forth, one of the ways to prevent that is, and I say this to everyone, lessen the texting and ask to meet each other. So if someone all of a sudden just stops asking a question, that doesn't mean that they're not interested. Your next question should be, listen, I would love to meet you, even if it's for a coffee, are you available this week? Now, if they don't respond to that, clearly they're not interested. But just because someone you know, stops the back and forth banter because they don't ask a question, you cannot guarantee that they're not interested. That's not true, you know? And I think really- How do you, how do you flesh that out? How do you, how do you, you know, how, how does the, the, the person who was pseudo ghosted in this example, but they're still interested in that person, how do they get finality there? You know, do they just write them and try to engage them again? Hey, how was your week? How was your day? You know, act like there's the no question or- uh make a, you know just re-engage them call them out like this this person was suggesting on the uh on the forum online you know or you know is there you have a, a subtle question or some tactic to 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 get them to show their cards right and i think just coming out and asking i think so many people beat around the bush and the texting goes on way too long i saw something and it's so true life moves quickly on the dating apps right it moves very quickly it's not real life so if this happens let's say john you were texting a few days and all of a sudden it just stops and if you're still interested in the person come out and ask and i don't care if you're the woman woman or man come out and ask hey we've been texting for a few days would love to finally meet or would you like to meet come out and ask i think too many people beat around the bush the woman out waits for the man the man wants to know okay is she going to say anything that it's it's a waste of time i think you have to cut to the chase and you know i would say texting for 24 to 48 hours perfect see if you have banter see if there's an interest there and then ask to meet it doesn't mean you have to do a three-hour dinner hey we both talked about that we love jamba juice i think i'm going to go to jamba juice on wednesday at two would you like to meet me there and then see now if someone is interested they're going to respond to that if they can't make it they're going to suggest another day if the person you're texting doesn't respond Contact with that, sure, they're not interested. So I wouldn't be, you know, begging and pleading for anything. But that's what I would definitely do: just much lessen the texting and cut to the chase with meeting. I, I like that quote: "Life moves pretty fast on the dating app." I believe Ferris Bueller in 1983 who said, "Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it." So uh, there's the, yeah. the 2003. That was, that was a 40 years ago, by the way. Hard to but believe. You know what's interesting though? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, funny because when people start texting on these dating apps two days they think are two weeks you know and it, it's it goes by fast so you got to just jump you know like cut to the chase and meet because you want to know something if you waste all this time texting that person i promise you they're planning to meet someone else you know people want to meet they how, how many texts like how many uh unique texts from one person to the other before that it's appropriate minimalistically for them to just say, hey, why don't we meet for a coffee or something? Like I say within five, three, 20? You want to know something? I yeah. say within two days. So let's say if on Monday you go back and forth. Back five, and forth five, five, six, seven times on Monday. Tuesday and then Tuesday. Is another five, ten times. Listen, meet. You know, and as I said, the longer you stretch it out, I promise you, someone else is asking to meet that person and you are going to miss out. You have no idea how many times I have one of my clients tell me, well, I went back and forth with her. I finally asked her out. She said she's meeting someone else in your company. Yes, 
what were you waiting for? You know, there's nothing. People know it's interesting. People don't enjoy staying on these apps. I think everyone needs to understand that. No man or woman has ever come to me in all these years and says, I love these apps. I love talking to 100 people and it going nowhere. Nobody says that. People can't wait to get off. So how do you get off? You need to meet and develop a relationship. That's how you get off of them. Wow. Any questions from, from anyone else? Let's see, I think I had a, one or two more in my notes, and then we'll move on to our interview with the matchmakers. Um, I was going to say, yeah, the matchmakers are, I'm curious to hear what they say with your questions, because, absolutely. you know, they have very interesting feedback now that they've been doing this for a while with us. All right, I'm going to give you a tough one, Cheryl. You know, I told you I wasn't going to go easy on you. Um, give, me, <laughs> give me a couple of examples of how men and women may interpret the same exact situation differently due to their perspectives. And so let me give you an example of what um, something I heard you mention earlier, because it was very reminiscent of something that my ex-wife was very um, accusatory of when I felt it was completely unfounded. And so, you know, we lived in Delray and would eat often on the Avenue. And anyone who's familiar with Delray and Atlantic Avenue at night will know that it is a pe people watching Mecca. And it is like, um, undeniable that people uh you know just beautiful people everywhere and it's almost like impossible psychologically to not turn and <laughs> when they walk by just take the, even the quickest of notice if you will right you know now my ex would have unfortunately you know interpreted it always in the worst of contexts where i was like you know i just viewed it as very benign you know just like basically a, um, a moment of admiration not like some long-term wanton luster <laughs> or what have you. But anyway, you know, I'm just trying to get some ideas of how other, other, other examples of how people might misinterpret the same situation. Sure. Um, one of the best things I have, and actually, uh, John, you'll remember this. One of our clients, we'll call him James, um, was going out with Jenny, James and James Jenny. Webb? Okay. Yeah. No. And, um, and it was actually a very, it was a very big client of ours. He was very excited about this date. I was super excited. It was one of the first two dates. They went to a very nice restaurant and I got the feedback from the girl first, Jenny. And Jenny told me um, she thought he was super handsome, exactly her type, loved the restaurant, thought the conversation was great, but she's like, Cheryl, he's clearly not interested in me. And I was like so upset because remember, I didn't speak to the client yet. And I'm like, but what do you mean? She's like, no, like, she didn't ask any questions. The date was rather short. I thought it was going to be a little longer. They went for lunch. And so, um, and I said to her, she's like, did you speak to him? She's like, I'm just letting you know, trust me, he's not going to want to go out again. So I said, I haven't spoken to him yet. I will call him. And of course I will let you know the feedback. I'm sorry that you feel this way. And I was so disappointed again, new client. I really wanted this great date call up the client. And I swear to you, this is true. Word for word, Cheryl, um, she's beautiful, exactly my type. So I was waiting for the butt. And you want to know what the butt was? I'm telling you, she didn't have a good time with me. She did not want to be there. The date ran rather short. She kind of looked at her watch. Now I'm sitting here listening to this thinking, wait a second. And I actually said to him, I spoke to the woman. I'm like, she thought the same thing of you. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, why would you say that? She thought you weren't interested. He goes, I wasn't interested. He's like, I was so happy to be there. He's like, I think I wasn't my normal self because I was actually, this is the first girl that actually got me nervous. So I could tell that I wasn't talking so much. And she knew I had a plane to catch. So I only looked at my phone because of the timing. So they both literally had no plans of going out on a second date because they thought 
the other person wasn't interested. So when I called them both, they were absolutely hysterical. And it's interesting. They said that if it wasn't for us, the matchmaker chiming in and giving the feedback, no way in the world was he even thinking of calling her again and vice versa. And they ended up dating for actually for quite a while. So it's interesting how things could definitely be misinterpreted. I've had, um, I've had that situation happen, you know. Have like, you? And you probably know what I'm talking about, too. Um, but that happened once or twice. I'm sure the matchmakers could concur. That has happened once or twice. And again, with the matchmaking, with the Black Tie Club, with us setting people up, there is such a wonderful avenue because they will get the feedback, whether it's good or not good. Um, so it's really interesting on a date. You know, dates, you, you do get nervous and you get worried and, you know, you're not yourself. But if there's anything that you need to question, you can question it on a first date. You know, you really can. And, and I don't know what the example you're giving, John. Um, but, you know, I think calling someone out on something, and I'll just use an example. If you think someone is looking at a pretty girl, making some cute remark, be a little sarcastic. I think that's fine because if you're not going to go out, it's re it doesn't matter what the answer is anyway, if you're not going to go out on a second date, <laughs> regardless. So, but that, that is what happened. I bet you it happens many more times than we're aware of. Too. I, I will. Um, I was probably going to save this for another uh, uh, webinar, but I'm actually going to talk real quick and I'll do it in one minute. It, it was it was my story of that situation. And this is dates back almost um, uh, 25, 26 years ago when I was in my mid 20s and I was living in Baltimore. And I asked this beautiful girl out that I was way out of my league to even um, ask her, <laughs> to be honest with you. And my brother had a sailboat and was in the Baltimore Harbor and I barely knew how to sail it. And we made plans to have lunch, you know, take her out on the boat, go in the Baltimore Harbor and go somewhere, um, presumably under motor, because that I could uh, competently do. Um, and I, for whatever reason, I brought my dog, who was about a 100 pound golden retriever, very uh, hairy, very furry dog. And long story short, we're out for only like 10 minutes and the engine dies and the harbor is packed that day. The boat's you know, going in all directions. And so I first thing I'm doing is spending 20 minutes with this old, uh, it's like, you know, five five horsepower Briggs and Stratton uh, engine with a, a course. I'm sitting there pulling the cord, you know, so much and like sweat's breaking out and I'm, I'm getting tired. I'm actually asking her to help at some point. And uh, that doesn't work. So next thing I, I put up the sails and I'm, you know, I'm still a, a novice sailor at the time and marginally better at this point. But um, uh, not only was I a poor sailor, but there was just no wind. So it was a, it was just one of those beautiful, windless, hot days out there. And so we're going nowhere. I'm kind of starting to panic and schwitz internally and trying to figure out what the heck to do. And, you know, I'm almost like, do I call 911 at this point? Um, and then she goes, hey, your dog's in the water. And I'm like, what? And so the next thing I realize is that my dog jumps off the sailboat into the uh, Chesapeake Bay, which is the most dirtiest water you can imagine. And uh, I'm on a sailboat, so I've got to lean over. And so, you know, because there's height between that and the water and the dog's freaking out, swimming around in the open bay. And I'm trying my darndest to get him to come close to me. Next thing I know, like she's literally holding me by the ankle so that I have enough room <laughs> to go over and grab my dog. And by by the grace of God, who was a good Samaritan. I always say I, I always say I can still remember his face so well. I could uh, draw it with a sketch artist who out of nowhere came on a little inflatable boat and boxed my dog in towards the boat and would enable me to grab his collar. And I reached down and I grabbed this 100-pound soaking wet dog and I put him onto the you know center of the boat. Remember, it's a 27-foot sailboat, not very big. And, of course, what does he do? Um, 
and I forgot to mention this girl is dressed beautifully. I think at the time it was like this juicy couture, beautiful little rompery type of uh, outfit. And the dog just goes and does what any wet dog would do and starts to shake, you know, uncontrollably and just splatters her all every square inch of her. <laughs> you know, completely ruined. So I'm mortified. I just think this is absolutely the worst date that anybody's ever had in their entire lives. And I'm pretty much resigned just to, I don't even remember how, like, how it ended, to be honest with you. But I do remember calling her the next day just to apologize because I was like, so, you know, I felt so bad for what had happened. And she goes, are you kidding me? That was the single best date I've ever been on in my entire life. And I go, I, I was flabbergasted. I go, what do you mean? She goes, it was so exciting from beginning to end. <laughs> she said she had never had more fun. Didn't even care that her outfit got ruined or whatever it may have been. So to your point, you know, it's just fascinating how two people can go through the same experience and, and walk away thinking of wildly different outcomes. But then at least I found out that uh, she had a good time. But anyway, I want to move on because uh, we wanted to interview our awesome matchmakers because we, we we get so many questions from them. So let me first introduce them again. We have Miss Sherry Leifert. Hey! And Allison Davis. There they are sitting next to each other. Hi, ladies. And so Sherry. Hello, everyone. Hi. And Sherry's been working with us for almost two years now, if not almost two years. Yep. Yeah. Your company's coming up on our two-year anniversary. Um, and Allison's been with us for about six months and maybe a little bit longer in matchmaking, almost maybe almost a year, I forget. Um <laughs> uh, but they have great insight and uh, and we wanted to help uh, expose that in our webinar and, and you know and obviously let anybody ask any questions etc cetera, etc cetera. but I'll kick it off and again if anybody has any questions you're welcome to put them in the chat box or just cut over talk over me um etc cetera, etc cetera. um so let me just go through the list here these ladies have not seen these questions they have no idea what I'm going to ask them um well let me let's let's take it from the female's perspective first so if i'm a woman and i'm a member of the black tie club can you ladies tell me how i can stand out and become more in your awareness and you know tips for both my profile and anything else that i can do that would um make you be more likely to recommend me to one of your clients and this is from a female's perspective because i'll ask you the same exact question from a male in a moment all right. Well, we could start with the ladies. I think really what's the best thing here is once they fill out their profile to make sure their profile is filled out and they've answered every question, because believe it or not, everybody reads the profile. So if there's nothing, there's something missing on the profile, then it's sometimes it could get missed and people overlook their profile. So I always think filling in every question is really the most important as well as making sure everybody puts in a different, um, maybe a variety of pictures, not just one picture. And if it is a few pictures, different outfits, different atmospheres, different hobbies or interests that they have just to show kind of get a little personality here and really what they're about, which is very important um, because some things on, on their profile really stand out. I also think people that are sarcastic or have an interesting username or something that's pretty eye-catching sometimes also stands out, which is always like, oh, who is this person and you know, what are they about? So anything about making themselves stand out, putting in as much information as possible, and I think is always- I, really I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, you brought up something I'm dying to ask you real quick because I, 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 feel, I feel different about it. You mentioned sarcasm helps uh, a profile stand out for you as a, I, you know, as, again, I can only give you the perspective from a guy 
whenever I see any woman's profile that says that they are sarcastic or anything along those lines, I left swipe as fast as I possibly can because like nobody really likes sarcasm. At least that's from my perspective. I don't know, right? You know? Well, <laughs> I guess people, people like it as long as it's not directed to them, but it's only a matter right. of time before that person, whoever is the sarcastic person, makes that sarcastic comment because you know they're thinking it, right? Right. I just think sometimes when you're loose and you're, um, you know, light and you do things that are funny or you make certain comments, some people get, you know, get noticed. Yes, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or say something that is definitely going to defend anyone and, you know, ruin your profile. I just think maybe I should have used the word more of being funny, Jovial, being cute, jokes. Yeah. Like, like kind of like that woman that we, that we yeah, pulled up. Like some, I think that was just get noticed, yeah. you know, yeah, put fun. in something different that not everybody does or say something that is eye-catching. What, what else outside, act- what, what else outside of their profile can they do to get more into your public uh, sphere of consciousness? Well, I would say, I wanted to say this because Cheryl, yes, sorry, brought up, I, I absolutely would not say anything. And I actually learned this, My I'm single myself. I've learned this myself working here from um, Sherry and Cheryl absolutely do not mention anything negative about what you're not looking for because you want to always put on the positive you don't want to bring up negative this is not the forum for negativity that's absolutely when I read some of these girls you know profiles I'm like you know I'm like it's like and I wish we could go and help everyone I mean there's over 2,500 ladies it's like and positive and this is a good thing for them this is you know someone that want you want them to read it and be like oh wow she's such a positive Uh, she doesn't have anything negative to say and she you also don't want someone to write a whole book because you want to leave it to someone to be intrigued of you know some other things about them that you'd like to find out once you meet them and then I'd also say be careful about the the sexy sexy pictures I mean it's one thing like Sherry was saying about how to present yourself but to like putting I mean listen and look at you but that's not what you want you don't want them wanting you because your provo- you know, your provocativeness, that's a word. Right. It's a time you know? and a place exactly. for, for all of that. Yes, a little bit. I mean, sexy. Yeah. yeah. What'd you say, Shara? Like sexy, sexy classy, classy, not sexy, trashy. A hundred percent. Like, don't be putting up the full blown bathing suit. And you want to wear it at the appropriate time. If you're going to be dressed very sexy, you know, you want it, you don't want to do it for a brunch. You know, you want to do it where it's late night, you're going to a club or you're, you know, you're going out on a date. Not for a you know a, a coffee date exactly there's a time and a place how do you guys deal with challenges uh, oh I'm sorry so back oh, so I asked you about from the female's perspective you know I I guess it's our in our business model the male are our paying clients so they already kind of have have your attention so you know it might not be as um as germane of a question but um how do you deal with challenges such as clients being too selective or having unrealistic expectations uh- I'll go first. So basically what I do is, you know, let's say they say that's not my type. I say, well, you know what? Wait a second. You told me this personality, you want someone who loves, you know, adventure skiing and, you know, being adventurous and, you know, scuba diving. Well, this person hits all those points. You're looking at a picture. A picture does not 
equate to a personality and express itself the way when you meet someone in person. I really try, you know, when I first started working here, I would let it go and talking and with Cheryl and Sherry, they, you know, told me that you have to try and let them know that just right. give it one shot. Be open-minded yeah, to other what's things one sometimes. Shot? What is one hour going to do? And right, exactly. You what's know? one hour going to do? But you just never know because of what something is important to you then may not be once you meet that person. So being a little bit more open-minded really would show that, hey, I'm going to give this a chance. I'm not going to be so judgmental because maybe this yeah. could actually be. Because pictures, I can tell you, I know everyone complains, oh, they don't look like their picture. Well, guess what? A lot of times... I've heard the feedback that, wow, they look so much better than their picture. And actually. believe it or not, I had such a wonderful time knowing that I didn't even think that she would have liked this or, you know, in yeah. certain cir circumstances. Hey, here's a question for both of you ladies. Uh, Sherry, you can go first if you like. Um, give us an example of a successful match you made. And, and more importantly, because I know you made so many, but what made it work so well? Like, what was the the, the secret sauce that you found? You know what, I'll talk funny. about one of my clients in particular. Um, his name was, is Dr. Dan, and he was an no older No last guy. names, no last names. <laughs> no last names. I just called him Dr. Dan. His name is Dan, but it's Dr. Dan because he is a doctor. And he was a little bit on, you know, I think he was in his 70s. And we, as I told you, we, you know, wanted him to keep his open mind about meeting people. I introduced him to a few people that he wasn't as interested in. Then he went on a date with a woman that tended to actually have a lot in common with him. They both are churchgoers. They both had a lot of the same values. They both had kids, I think, that were a lot older that were the same ages. They're both from the same, I think they were from the Midwest. They had a lot of commonalities together and they really hit it off and um, they got they got engaged. They, I think when they first met, um, I remember him telling me, I never thought I would like her. I didn't think her pictures were, she was going to be my type. I didn't think I was going to go out with someone that was of her age. I would tend to go out with younger people. All of the things that he mentioned to me, he wound up going out with her. I had a wonderful time. And now uh, they're engaged to be married. So such a nice story. Mazel Yay, Dr. Dan. I have Allison, one. Too. Yeah, you have one for us? I do. I just recently have someone who's a, um, you know, Latino descent from New Jersey, central New Jersey. He's been in Miami since college. He generally likes that like Jersey girl, brunette, like sarcastic personality. Um, however, I just set him up with, oh, and he also is was emphatic about Oh, I really just want to date Miami. I don't want to go to Fort Lauderdale. He was very like interested in his little area. I said, listen, just you got to be open minded. I mean, what's another 10, 15 minutes, you know, between friends. So this girl happens to live in Los Olas and they've already been on four or five dates. She's from the Midwest. She's not a Jersey girl. She does not look like a Jersey girl. She's, you know, and she's very, he wanted someone who he has season tickets to the Dolphins. He wants someone who loves sports and who likes boating and all those things. So they, their, their likes in, in, you know, that they love to do are very similar. However, she's not the Jersey girl. So he opened up his mind you know, his, his jug or his geography, his distance of right. where his, he would be location dating. And guess what? They've been on four or five dates already. Super Yay. excited. And I'm very happy about it. Such so. a good feeling. Yes. Yeah. Making people happy. Um, and the, well, let me ask you ladies one more question and uh, we'll move to close just because we're running a little bit behind. Um, and, but thank you guys so much. Uh, 
What's your process for handling? I'm going to ask you two questions. One is what's your process for handling cases or, you know, sorry, you know, dates, if you will, where a match doesn't work out as, as expected. Well, like what we said is once the person is on the date or however, we always say stay to the end of the date. You know, we don't want to see anybody leaving before the date or ignoring that person. Always do the right thing after the date, of course, being respectable, saying thank you, whatever. Then you work with us as the matchmaker and we are that middle person where we'll be the one to say we want to get the feedback and then we'll be able to tell them, you know, thoughts on how they can make the date better through experience of, you know, meeting other people, or maybe that person wasn't the right person for them. Yep. Yeah. So, you, you know, so when they've, when they've gone out, you know, I basically say they, you know, I, I always obviously listen, there's not, not everyone's the lid for every pie. Right. Like it it's just not always going to be, even though one person may be beautiful and the guy is gorgeous, doesn't mean it's a match. So I basically go in and say, you know, he, which 99.99% of the time is what it is. I say, he thought you were beautiful, absolutely beautiful, very engaging, lovely, but he just didn't see it as a love connection. And I mean, that's the truth. So, you know, and we're all big people, you know, you move on. And, and I mean, you, you move forward yeah. because then you know what you've learned from from the last one to know what you you know want to expect right. for the next one. It's then, about the experience, and you just keep moving forward with right. the, you know the right attitude and being positive. And then the other thing that I do say that Sherry Cheryl pointed out um, that a lot it happens to be, and it's both men and women. They talk too much about themselves and not ask the questions, and that could really turn off the other person. So, and I like to the feedback for the even though I, we are the men are our clients, I like to even tell the woman. Let's say the woman was going off on herself. I will be honest when it comes to those constructive criticism things because I think even though the woman's not our client, they can learn too. Right. It's all a process, and I want to see them grow succeed. and prosper and succeed as right. well. Yep. So for the, for those for those who are are listening to this or watching for the first time um, and are unfamiliar with our pers our particular business model, um, the Black Tie Club women are are free. Their, their membership to the the club is a hundred percent free. The men are are paying clients, and so the matchmakers are in essence working for the men. Now, with that being said, um, if a woman because women have the ability through our app and through our website to actually see pretty much our entire male client database and can communicate with them directly. There's actually little kind of flirting mechanisms, et cetera, et cetera. But if a woman wants to uh, kind of, you know, if a woman finds this particular man of interest in our database, is it okay if they, they contact you and, you know, say, Hey, Sherry, or Hey, Allison, uh, you know, I saw uh, Jim, you know, doc, I saw Dr. Jim, uh, you know, on your website and, you know, he's really, he's my type. And, you know, I'd love the, an opportunity to Absolutely. maybe talk to him or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. It helps both ways because it helps the male client and also the woman client. Absolutely. Now, you, I mean, are you, are you going to definitely, uh, is it a guarantee to the woman that, that you would? No, I always say it's not a guarantee, but I always suggest, and I always relay, you know, listen, so great to meet you. I'll keep you posted with my other clients. I have other clients. All of them are all different. You know, when that time will be, I'll be able to reach out to you. I always thank them for, you know, calling me. Um, I learn a little bit more about them, you know, if needed. So I always think it's a good thing. I actually just for got a call. Ways. Yep. I got a call this morning, as a matter of fact, 
um, from a woman who actually happens to be a friend of mine. She saw two guys reach out to her. And actually, I it's not part of my my actual role, but because, you know, we are a big family here, we always like to help both help the women and the men. I reached out on our matchmaking forum. We have a text message forum. And I said, Sherry, Cheryl, I'm like, guys, I'm like, are they members or are they clients? So we're always trying to help. We're always trying to make the matches. We want everyone to succeed yep. here. Yep. That's great. Okay. Well, listen, ladies, thanks so much for your inaugural appearance in our webinar. We'd love to have you back uh, probably as soon as the very next one. Uh, but we'll, talk to, <laughs> we'll talk to Cheryl about that. And I'm sorry we're running a little bit uh, late, but um, uh, so thanks again, Sherry. And thanks, Cheryl. And thanks, Allison. And then I just wanted to lastly, sorry, my, my <laughs> yep, I thought, announce our awesome winners of the single swag uh, boxes. And while you guys were talking, I consulted with our auditors back in New York City and uh, we ran a random number generator and pulled some things out of our hat. No, just kidding. Uh, but Joel, <laughs> Joel, congrats, Mr. Joel. And congrats, Miss Robin Foreman. You each won a single swag box. Now, Joel, I don't know if you're going to like it for yourself, but rest assured, it would make a wonderful gift for a future date that you have with um. Uh, Yay for Joel! Yay! Yay! And, and Robin! Robin. And Robin! will enjoy it. And so if both of you wouldn't mind, I'm going to put you. in the uh, chat window. Uh, oh, if you would just send us real quick your address to this email address. Mr. James Webb, no relation to the Space Telescope, although it was <laughs> named after him. Mr. James Webb right here. <laughs> but no relation! Uh, James Webb will get that out to you via USPS this week, if not early next week. And I promise you, um, you will be pleased. And thank you so much for attending. And, uh, you know, we didn't get to our last topic of the day, which was about how do you deal with ghosting? So we'll move that to our next webinar. And I also want to take a moment to let you know that we are actively planning our first in-person mixer. And so um, especially for our male clients. Uh, thanks, Robin. Uh, you sent it to me directly. Let me just get this real quick so I can. Sorry. Uh, one second. Yeah. Um, so we can, uh, we'll send out uh, news and information about that soon. We're really excited. I guess it kind of coincides. Cheryl didn't think about it, but it coincides with um, our two-year anniversary, actually. So. Um, oh, my God, it does. Exactly. That's great. Special. Robin Foreman, sorry, just sending this. That's so funny. That's right. Very good, Jim. Um, and then, Joel, if you can, uh, let me see. Joel, did you do it? Joel. Nope. Sure. If you can email it, that'd be great. Or um, or whatever I do. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we will post for those who weren't able to, we'll certainly um, post an edited version of this online like we did the other. Our other webinar is also online now on our YouTube channel. I encourage you to check it all out. We're making a big push now to be more and more social. And so Cheryl is uh, creating all kinds of content and hopefully yeah, you And if there's any it. subjects... And, and I'm so sorry for interrupting, but if there's any subjects that, you know, anyone wants to hear about and, you know, wants to learn more, please email us. Um, you can email me directly at Cheryl at the black tie club.com because I've had a lot of people that actually texted me and I know someone who's a widower knows she's going to be attending in two weeks. She asked me to do a segment on that. So any topic I'm more than happy to discuss. So just please let me know. Absolutely. That's great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you guys for attending. We're so happy you're here. Thank Thanks you so much. Thank you. Have a great, Have a great day. Bye. Bye.